classically awful. That's what it is, it's correct. And it's a Blexum podcast. Yes, in case you didn't know. Um, welcome, welcome, welcome. We have some things to do today. Yeah, there's a slightly better behaved dogs so far. I don't want to jinx it. Yeah, we're hoping it's not going to be an exclusively dog dog management <laughs> podcast the way last week's was. Um, there you go. Yeah, Stop wagging your tail. So, they, they should be alright then. They've had a bit of a yeah, run. Um, so yes, the idea, I guess now, what is becoming our sort of opening ritual because we now have enough yes we do i'm so pleased about that <laughs> is to open some guards yes so you're gonna um, open some cards what would right. you who went first last time i think you went first last okay, time you go i'll go first that's right because i lost my Lost my absolute shit when you got a special plate card. Yeah, yeah. Was, oh, I just haven't looked that up. I've looked that up. I see the These packets are really hard to, to open. I'm a little bit hard to open. I feel like we should have a little knife or something. Yeah, I'll use my teeth. Oh, I had to use my teeth. That was bad. I can't use my teeth. Some of them are fake. I'm <laughs> <laughs> careful about that. Okay, what have we got here? Ooh, 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 interesting. Okay, so my first card ooh, is ooh. the Altars. We have meet in we meet them in redemption. Um, yes, this is a this is a great one because it's, it's a two-parter actually. It's one of the only two-parters. No, it's not a two-parter. Well, kind of, sort of. It continues on from yeah, season one ending. The cliffhanger. The cliffhanger in the end of season one, and then yeah, it sort of to that, that that sort of story arc completing itself. Yep, and that's a good fun episode. We find out where um, the Liberator came from. Yeah. The next one we've got is Avon and Villa, and they're on the planet Cephalon. Which sounds like something you put on a pan to keep it non-stick. Um, but that's <laughs> it's, for, it's for Deliverance, which is an oh, hilarious episode. That might even be a double up. I think we might have that. So the Deliverance? Maybe, but maybe, maybe you do, maybe you don't. It's, it's Avon in more silver though too. Which yeah, is one of he's, his... he's great. He's great silver. Um, surface gear. That's funny because he's got different surface gear to everyone else. He's got a silver parker. Mm -hmm. Silver parker. Silver fur lined parker. It's awesome. And then we've got Callie from the first episode she's in. Um, in her beautiful week. red outfit, Time Squad. Time Squad. Um, then we have. Oh, I don't know who they are. Oh my goodness, that's from um, from Albion. Countdown. Oh, okay, the revolutionaries. Yeah, the revolutionaries on on Countdown. There's a the beautiful name? woman, Norman, yeah, who plays. I, I love her. Her name is Riley, which I think was really cool. Like this is this is the 80s before it became fashionable to name girls boys names yes. like Cameron and Bailey and all that sort of stuff and Bailey is like honestly um but yeah she's called Riley but they might be using her last name because that's one of the things about Blake Seven isn't yeah, it yeah like, you never you really know. know some people go by their first name some people go by their last name Villa goes by Villa's last name is Restall and he goes by Villa Jenna Stannis and she goes by Jenna Avon goes Kurt. by his last name and Avon goes by his last name do we ever find out what Gan's last name is? Um, uh, Oleg Gan. Oh, it's, oh, his first name's Oleg. Yeah. Oleg, yeah. Yeah, so he goes by that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, okay, so that's from Countdown, which is a great episode, and we'll have fun with that one. That is a cool episode. And the last one is a kind of special one. Oh, get out! It's a gold Jenna card. Oh. And she looks beautiful. She's looking very she pensive. Does. That's in, um, so where they get, that's, uh, Redemption as well, I think. Could, yeah, I think it, oh no, it might be, mm. It might be, I don't know, I don't actually recognise the she top she's wearing. She a couple of times, but one of it's definitely redemption. Oh no, 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 maybe not. Maybe not. Yeah, anyway. Okay. Well, it's, it's a nice haul, and that's kind of special card. So. And no double ups as well. So I wonder what's happened with that. We've got so many double ups the first time. I don't know why. Okay, oh, let's see if we've got any fish. 
Okay, I've just got, um, the first card is just Terry Nation's Blake 7, like the opening. The logo. The logo. Um, I know, it's just card one, so I guess that means... That's pretty that good. That's the first card, it's just the logo. Next one, oh, it's called Guardian, it's the crappy robot from last week. Awesome, I love that yeah. robot. <laughs> yeah, so for that's from, head. That's from Seek, Look, Hate, Destroy, so that's Seek from last week. Then we've got Krantor and Villa. Oh, I love Krantor. From um, one of our favourite episodes, Gambit. Gambit. That is, that is, that is on my, I don't know, we'll have to talk about what we're going to call. we're going to call our top five top and our bottom five. Yeah. Yeah, or... Well, some of them can Do be we on have Star like One, and one some of them for... can be on. We'll have to think about that. We'll yeah. think about proper names for it. Well, yeah, this is this is part of Star One, or this is on Cygnus Alpha. Oh yeah, this Cygnus or... Alpha. <laughs> this this one lives. Yeah, some of them live on Cygnus Which Alpha. Which ones live on Planet Shithole? Yes. Which ones live? Then I've got. There's an episode that I just watched the other day called Killer. I'd forgotten all about it. Oh, uh, I don't like that episode much. Um. Yeah. It's, it's a bit. I know. It's it's gross in parts, and like it's about a disease. Yeah. Yeah. There's some, Really nasty bits in it. And there's some big plot holes in it too. But this actual Dr. Belfry guy is a cool dude. He is cool, yeah. Um, and yeah, so that's not a special one, but it's all right, it's all right. And this is, yeah, this is where we get into the poetry of this one wasn't written by Terry, not Terry Nation, it was written by Robert Holmes. Okay. Um, and then Breakdown, which is one that's coming up. Yeah, that's coming up very soon, so, actually. But this is, it hasn't even got the person whose features in Breakdown, it's a picture of. Oh, it's the. Avon, it's the Ghana. big plastic maps that they use, remember? Yeah, yeah that's yeah, great. I love that. Grid maps. Plastic so at, How map. the hell, where do we go? Where how can we, we go? save, how can we save Where do we go? What are we up to? <laughs> so, yeah, okay, not a bad haul. No double ups, which is a good thing, but no special cards. Well, well the gen is a vaguely special, special one. Special it's like a limited edition and thing, but not, not signed or anything like that, so. Yeah, that's cool. Okay. Nice, though. Yeah, they were very pretty. I think maybe if you get all of them, you can put them together and make a big picture. Because oh. the back the back of the special gender one has um, a bit of Kelly's face and a bit of Bill's face on it. I think you can put yeah. them all together and make yeah. a big picture of the whole and cast. It's got here card design, Unstoppable Card Limited 2013. Yeah, they're new, they're newish cards, yeah. Yeah, so they've been sort of done in the last five years, which is pretty interesting. Anyway, there we go. Okay. Boy, album. And, and um, so what are we talking about? Which episode are we talking about today? Today we have Mission to Destiny. Um, also one of my faves. Yeah, <laughs> definitely one of my faves, I think. Um, I had I was watching this the other night and um, I just, because my kids bogarted my PlayStation so I couldn't play video games. Just ignore my fact that I have, that's why, that's why I passed my time. Yeah. But yeah, so, oh, so I, I did too, quite a bit. <laughs> I locked myself up in my room and um, watched this. And just was smiling the whole way through because it's yeah. it's a really good, really interesting, fun episode. I think in a lot of ways, and it's it, it's a departure from what we've seen. Yeah, so it's far a nice as little well. bottle episode too. Mm. They find the space. Long story short, they find a spaceship circling in space with just a little blipping dot. They find a spaceship just circling around and on the same arc in space, and um, there's a murder. Well, yeah, and there's a murder, but they, you know, they, they turn up and they solve a murder. Yeah. So, um, so I'll, I'll, we'll start going through it. Uh, yeah, yeah. I've got my little notes here. Um, <laughs> I've just got the first, the first scene is... Yeah, it's a murder mystery. Oh, of course. Actually, yes, we need to put... I'll, put it, I'll let you hear the music because <laughs> it is just great. Na, 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 na. I don't know, I think I did it pretty well there. You did, yeah, actually. Dun, 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 dun. I might have to drop that. Things. Um, they use Megan instead of the actual music. Yeah, that's right. Oh, but, pretty um, good. 
Yeah, the, we open up on the, on a pilot in in a control room that looks very similar to the Bridge of London from Space Probably Four. is the same set. Probably is just been re 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 yeah. Yeah. And he's sort of looking a bit tired, but yeah. and just doing does stuff. a little report of yeah. where is their heading is and where they're going. And he's quite a, he's quite a handsome dude. He sort of looks he is. and he's he's nice. He's got good. eyebrows. Seems yeah, you know, he's got eyebrows, which is good. <laughs> Most people do. Apart from me, at the moment, I don't have many eyebrows. But he's still got a few. Got a few. Yeah. I'm just like drawing them on. Um. um yeah, yeah, no, he's not a bad looking guy. No, he's I didn't good. actually do any research on who the actors were in this one because I already knew who one was. But um, uh, I don't, I don't recognise any of the other ones apart no. from that the one guy. But anyway, yeah. this guy's on on the bridge, and he well, doesn't last of, long anyway. So <laughs> you hear the door behind him open, and he's he doesn't look around, um, and he's all happy that someone's come up to, and to it's keep all him company. Being done from the POV of the person who's come to keep him company too. Like the, yeah, we don't see we don't see who this person is. And he chats on about how he's nice to have company because he's feeling very sleepy. And then he gets walloped in the head. Yeah, he just gets bludgeoned, basically. Very nastily. To death. And um, then whoever, we don't, again, we don't see who's bludgeoning, the, whoever, whoever bludgeoned him bludgeons the controls that, of the ship as well. Yeah. Um, and then we cut away back to the Liberator. So obviously this is the opening murder and this is the mystery that has to be solved. And the ship's sort of circling around. Jenna calls Blake down to have a little squiz at it. Blake's like, oh, what do you reckon? Uh, you know, it's just in trouble. We've got to go and have a look. Yeah, well, they want to have a look and um, they find out what type of ship it is. So Blake asks, it's a Galaxy, Galaxy class, class Mark III cruiser. Which is which is um, important because he asks, Blake then asks um, Zen to compile all the information available yeah. on the Galaxy class cruisers. And Zen sounds a bit reluctant. And then about two minutes later, Zen says, it'll take you more than your lifetime to assimilate all the data. (laughs) And Blake goes, It is estimated that you will require 128 hours to assimilate all available data on Galaxy-class cruisers. Mark three. Mark three. (laughs) Like, okay, Zen's like... A little bit of Blake 7 fighting where we're Blake's fighting with Zen. Yeah, because Zen's like, you really want me to do this because I don't want yeah, to and yeah, yeah. you won't be able to exactly. look at it all anyway. lazy. Yeah. And then it's Peter tutting them out the back having had a few too many <laughs> brown beers. Like, oh God, do I have to? <laughs> um, but the other, the other thing about the Mark III Galaxy Class Cruiser is it's a really obsolete. Yeah, it's an old, old ship. And um, yeah, if they've been out of production for 50 years, which makes it really old, yeah. I would have thought. Um, so it's unlikely that um, it's unlikely that it's a Federation ship because the Federation don't tend to use them anymore. Used them. So, so then, like, that's why they feel safe enough to teleport across yeah. and check it out. And there's a great little bit here between Gan and Villa because Villa doesn't want to um, go across. So yes, off they go, and it's who is it? Uh, Kelly, Avon, Blake, and Kelly go yeah, across. That's right. And they find that the ship's completely deserted, or they so they think. So they split up to search, and Avon and Kelly go off together, and Blake and. No, Blake no, and Callie go off, off together and Avon goes off on his own. But they get when they get across there, they notice that it's um, it is. It is an odd smell. What is a, an odd smell, sort of sickly sweet? Yes, there is something. Could be the change of atmosphere, a different recycle system to that of the Liberator. No, it's more than that. Um, I can't place it. Yeah, sickly sweet smell, they yeah. say, Blake says. And he can't place it, he doesn't know what it is, but he knows he should know what it is. Yeah. Anyway. So they wander off and... Um, but uh, Blake and Kelly find a bedroom, and there's two people asleep in it. Um, One's asleep on the bed, or the bloke's asleep on the bed, and the girls sleep sitting down on the floor. Yeah, and they try to wake them up, but they can't wake them up. And but as then, they're doing all of this, they're, they're yawning, yeah. and they look very sleepy. 
And um, Blake does this really well, actually. I yeah, like he the does do a good job he's with it, doesn't he? But then he's always napping on Liberator, so maybe... I know. That's, he could, I reckon he's got... What's that thing that, that the accents have? Um, where you spontaneously fall asleep? Um, um, narcolepsy. Narcolepsy. <laughs> I think Blake's got narcolepsy. Blake's <laughs> I'm, wondering if, um, I'm wondering if Gareth Thomas was like... Pulling long hours. Yeah, or doing needed to have a nap. And, and so doing... like, let's put this in the script. <laughs> Apparently, no. I remember reading about that, actually. Later oh. on in the um, in the series, Villa was having a lot... They were doing so much work, he was he was never getting any sleep. Yeah. So they actually started writing into the scripts that Villa was sleepy or sleeping on the oh, job. Oh, really? Yeah. Villa, are you awake? No. Yeah. That happens. <laughs> Stay happens. awake and sober. Yeah, all those yeah. Ones, yeah. Um, but yeah, they started writing it into the script. So perhaps they are all really, yeah, really sleepy. Yeah, really just tired anyway. So it's just Blake's narcolepsy. Um, but Carly's also like, oh, do you think they could be drugged? And she's looking drugged. all You can tell spacey. she's just getting a bit spaced out. And then um, they, they, work, they work out that the two people are alive, but they're just asleep. And they um, and, Blake, and then, then Blake sort of snaps out of it. And he's like, it's, I know what it is. Carly, it's Sono Vapor. It's Sono Vapor. And she tries, he tries to wake her up and she telepathically... It says alone. It's all sad, like sad. Not real. I mean, I suppose that's yeah, just her feeling lonely because she's the last of her. Well, you know, she's exiled from her people. Yeah. Callie, wake up. Alone. Yes, Callie. What? It's sono vapor, tranquilizing gas. Um, but I, I sort of didn't think that that's necessarily. I quite like that. I, I liked it because it sort of gave you a little um, insight into her. It was character building because later yeah. on we get more about that and how yeah, isolated she feels. I suppose. Yeah, that's true. That is yeah. true. So, um, um, so anyway, she wakes sort of half wakes up, and Blake shuts off the ventilators because he realizes that's where the sun vapor must be coming through. And one of them, <laughs> shitty set, one of the actual switches falls off. I didn't notice and that. Clatters to the ground, <laughs> and Gareth Thomas I think does quite a good job of ignoring that and continuing to act, so yeah, they don't have to do another take. <laughs> yeah, he's just too tired to do another take. Obviously. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, it's all so. Well, shut the flow off. You know, you'll be all right. It'll be, you know. Anyway, so then he goes and finds Avon. Avon comes out, and Avon's like, he's got, he's watched it out too, straight yeah, away, and he looks a bit um, wasted as well. And so they head off to the filtration plant. Filtration plant to find out because they would have had to hook it into the ventilation system to, for it to go throughout the ship. So yeah. they go down to find there's a little canister, the, yeah, a little teeny canister yeah, that's nearly empty. And um, uh, they just it's not a very expert job. They've just plugged it into the primary feed or whatever. Some techno babble. Plop plop plop. Um, and then Blake says, "I'll press the oxygen supply." Should so wake it up. Quicker. System. And then well, they go wandering around. They go well. They, they, once they do that, they, there's a cut. We just go straight. Oh no, that's right. They go wandering around a bit more. They find some more people. And the, we'll and Callie goes up towards the bridge and she opens the door and the pilot falls on her. He's dead. Oh yeah, he's managed to stagger up from being bludgeoned on the head, but he actually falls out of the door onto so Callie. He's tried to get out. So either the door was or he was know, just too tired or he couldn't push it or whatever. Yeah, or he's asleep as well by then. Because, asleep and dead. Yeah, asleep and dead. <laughs> dead and asleep and so she falls out and Callie's very sort of she's got like oh that's a bit of a shock but she's not don't see that every day no (laughs) she's sort of okay with it she looks looks suitably horrified and not you know off off. but then she just goes in and has another check around doesn't doesn't talk to Blake or Avon about the fact that they're dead dead fellow just nearly fell on me (laughs) and they um then they come up and she's looking through the bridge and Blake and Avon come up and find the dead body and Callie comes out the doorway and says he's dead and Blake says He's dead. Very. Very. <laughs> it's like being a little bit pregnant. Yes. Very dead. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. 
So by this stage, they've worked out that the ship's been damaged to a point where it can't communicate and it can't move. Um, and everyone's starting to, oh, that's right. And oh, then... That's the next bit that's fun. They've worked yeah, out that he's dead. They're all in the bridge room, away from the dead body, and then you just hear this blood-curdling scream. <laughs> It's really, it's OTT. It's totally over the top. It's too much. Yes, Sarah, this is, we find out later that this woman's name, Sarah, is a bit of an OTT. She was one of the ones who was asleep on the floor in the room. And she's, well, yeah, I haven't really made up my mind about how I feel about her Well, let's discuss that at the end. Yeah. Yeah, because we'll have to work it out. I think through that, that one through. Um, But yeah, she's screaming her absolute tits off. And it's it's, and it's quite it's it's got, it looks like it was a lot of fun to do. Yeah, and she looks she does look genuinely terrified. But I don't know. I, I don't think I'd scream like that if I saw. I don't, I've never seen a dead body, so I can't speak. I don't think I've seen a dead body. But I don't I think was, I'd no, scream. I've never seen a dead body. I don't think I'd scream. No. It's a bit worrying to me that you had to say I don't think I've seen a dead body. <laughs> no, I know. Is there something I've, I need to know? I've had opportunities to see them, and I've, I've they've either fallen through or get, get sacked from a job where. Oh, yeah. right, okay. okay. No, no, no. I'm just going to, I've had opportunities to see them. It's okay. getting worse now. Long, long story short, I had, when I used to work in, doesn't matter what agency, I had an opportunity to go and watch an autopsy. Oh, right, okay. Yeah, and, I don't um, think I managed to do tried that. tried to organise that for my team and then wound up finding another job and then I didn't come through. So I'm, I'm just trying to work out whether I've actually seen any. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I haven't. Um, um, yeah, I never, I've never seen one either. But then we, we live in a nice, safe... And we don't do open caskets in Australia really that much. No, most of us get. Well, I suppose you should. Yeah. I mean, we had the opportunity. I yeah. don't get. I, yeah, no, I okay, this is a little bit icky, and yeah, no, we won't talk so about it. So I don't think anyway. I don't think I'd scream. No, yeah, I don't think I'd scream. I've said it. Uh, I'm standing by it. Yes. So now we need to go and see an autopsy. <laughs> That's right. Work <laughs> it out. No, we just I have to find fainting. It. Fainting's more common, especially at autopsies. But anyway, yeah, well, yeah. No, I can understand that completely. Uh, anyway, so um, yeah, so she's screaming at her off, and then they uh, they wake everybody up and smash cut to. They, the living room. They uh, yeah, actually, I think it's Doctor Kendall's quarters. Is it? Yeah, yeah, because they go and wait. Don't they wait? Doctor Kendall. No, 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 no. Okay, no, right, it's like it's like a living room because it's got a chest, right. chest like set and yeah, it's nice mess. little. It's quite a nice little room actually. Yeah, yeah. It's a nice. It's, it feels like it's uh, it's well. Uh, what's the, what realized? What, what, what the word when they prop sets like they put? We're not. We're not dressed. Set dressing. It's a really yeah. yeah so I, I've been ages since I worked in theatre, so yeah, it's well dressed. It's well dressed set, and it looks it looks very lived in and, and comfortable. There, there, all this. There's a nice big group of all. Obviously, everyone they could find on the ship in this room, and um, then we go through, and everyone's. It's Blake chatting to them. I think Avery and Kelly basically gets trying to get everybody the alibis out. Yeah, there, yeah. yeah. Like, what were you doing everyone. when you fell asleep with the sono vapor? And Kendall, Doctor Kendall, was alone in his room. Um, Pasco and the other very forgettable guy. Sonheim. Sonheim were together in, in their quarters in a routine rest period. They share quarters. They were and they they were sleeping anyway, so they wouldn't have known anything. Um, and Grovane was, was down doing some work in the filtration plant. Um, and then Levitt was Levitt, who is just okay, just a she's bit of a, the best. Just a bit of a waxing lyrical about Levitt. She's fabulous. Yeah. Like, she's, she, she doesn't, awesome. get, she doesn't get very much to do in this, but she absolutely kills everything. She's it up, isn't she? She's yeah. so great. And um, there's just this one bit where um, uh, Blake asks her where she was and she was asleep in her quarters alone. And I was asleep in my quarters. Would anybody else have seen you there? Why should anyone else bother? All right, there's no need for that. There are worse things than being alone, Sondheim. 
being with you is one of them. That line is just a line after his one. Yeah, it's developed yeah. so. You it's can just tell they don't like each other, and then she just like, yeah, well, fuck you, mate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. She it's totally big dogs him. It's beautiful. Um, so they've all got alibis basically, except well, they don't really all have alibis. There's no real, you know. The ones that look, you know, like they're in good shape are the two who are in the same quarters and uh, Mandarin and Sarah because they're in their quarters together. Too. Yeah, everyone else was alone. So, But um, then again, you know, they're all asleep too. So yeah. if something happened to wake up or whatever, they wouldn't have known. Um, in any case, it's pretty well established that they've all got a lot like, um, that means that someone in here is the murderer and Grovain pops up and says, no, 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 Dalton is not here. Dortmund's yeah. not here, so, so there's one person missing. Let's have a look for Dortmund. So they want to split up and look out for, for Dortmund. And then we go back to Ava and Callie, who are repairing things. Um, they're chatting about how that the new ship, the ship can no longer go above light speed. Yeah, because, because something called the Ison crystal is shattered. And it looks like a little plastic ball with yeah, with some white know, stuff in it. Yeah, white stuff. Like, yeah. It's weird. think what it looks like. But anyway... Mm. Um, uh, it's broken, and some of the communication stuff is frozen. Too. Then they can't they can't move out of orbit, and they can't communicate, and they can't go above light speed. So once they do move out of orbit, they're kind of stuck. While they're doing this, there's a notification that one of the escape pods has been launched. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So Mandarin and Sarah find, ask, call everybody down to wherever they call them down to, and they point out that a life pod has been launched. So everyone immediately jumps to the conclusion that Dorman was the murderer, and he's jumped onto. The oh, life okay. pod and shot off into space. At which point, Dr. Kendall freaks the fuck out. Yeah, he has a massive freak out. He's like, oh no, oh no, oh no! Oh no, oh no! <laughs> and he's like, it can't be. And so they, they, Races to they the tear room. back to I think this is his quarters now. Yeah, I think this yeah. is his quarters now, yeah. And, not, um, it looks the same, but it's not. Yeah, it's a little, it's a little tiny single bed in the corner. It's his massive room, a little tiny single bed in the corner. He's, a little, bo- he's a little boy. He's a little guy. Little guy. He's a small man. RSVP, his name's... This is the actor who played um, Dr. George Bullard in Midsummer Murders Mm -hmm. for many, many seasons. And, yeah, he died 2015. Yeah, which is a bit sad. I suppose he would have been... He looks like he's in his late 30s, early 40s there, or maybe even older. older. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, he died at 71 or 4 or something. He's bald, so it's harder to... Yeah, he's sort of... He's pretty ageless. Like, he doesn't age through the whole of acting in Midsummer Murders. He looks exactly the same. Seems to be a um, thing with bald men, doesn't it? They're yeah, young Patrick Stewart factor. Yes. Our um, dad, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He he's, he's, hasn't aged, really, very mm. much. Um, so, Dr. Bullard freaks out, Kendall Bullard, um, and he heads back to his office and opens this thing. This little, this little silver thing, case thing. There's a molecular key and it slides out, this little drawer slides out, and there's this... Uh, Glitter sticks, not glitter sticks. Yeah, it's a like a glow stick with a little metal thing and metal thing at each end. It looks. It's. I like this prop. It looks sort of satisfyingly clunky and yeah, and satisfyingly like it's a thing. Yeah, and a thing that you wouldn't be able to guess that the um, purpose of or the provenance of. Yeah, Yeah. and Blake's like, "What is it?" (laughs) It's like, um, it's a neutrotope. It's like a what? Oh, bar you're not making any sense. Does he get Blake shitty there or not? Maybe no, not. no, I don't think so. But, I think, but they're talking sort of... about how what it is, and it's yeah. basically their planet's sun. No, they they they've got some sort of fungus on their world, yeah, their agricultural got, world. Their, their planet's the planet sun, sun planet fungus hasn't got the right radiation 
cogent or whatever it yeah, is to, to, and, get, to get rid of the fungus. And this and is the neutrotype. neutrotype, which is, I don't know, I don't even know what that is, and I haven't, I didn't even look at it. I don't think, I don't I think, I don't I think the neutrotype aspect is made up completely, but yeah. anyway, it's got the essential elements in it. If they whack it in front of the sun. If they stick it in the sun. Then the sun will start kill producing the this radiation that um, will kill the fungus, and they get their, their planet back. And the planet's called Destiny, which is why the um, episode's called Mission to Destiny. And they're sort of right on a spiral rim and they've resisted being part of the Federation up until now and it's an agricultural-based economy and everybody lives simply and blah, 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 blah. But if they don't get rid of this big mushroom problem, they're going to... The whole planet's going to have to get used to mushroom suit. Fucked. And so the the big... point of all this is that the neutrotrope is made from an extraordinarily rare element and is really, really, really valuable. It's priceless. And um, Kendall Bullard says, oh, well, it's bankrupted our... It's it's bankrupted our economy and mortgaged our future. Yeah. So, so it's under, under molecular... Underguarded by molecular key and only he has the combination, which is kind of important for which has a Which is a massive plot hole later mm, as well. Yeah. But yes, um, they can't get to destiny... On their current ship uh, in time to put the neutrotrope into action because it'll so take the them six months them. to get there. Okay, this is also something I would quibble about because the the sublight sublight speed thing and the fact that Liberator can do it in four days and it's all wrong and I'm very angry with it. <laughs> and I watch every time I watch this, I just go, no, you don't know because sublight they wouldn't get there for six. They would it would be fifty thousand years yeah, before they right. got there. And if if Liberator can go faster than the light and get there in four days, then it's a very fucking long way away. Yeah, and then yeah. no, and anyway, I get. Yeah, the physics is not quite right. Physics is all wrong. Yeah. Um, and we are not physicists by any stretch of the imagination. But I do I consume know, a huge amount of science fiction. I didn't know science. And I know virtually no science, and I did not, which is odd because I love science fiction. But anyway. Mm. Um, so, yeah, they can't get there. The Liberator can do it quickly. Blake offers to take the neutrotrope to Destiny for them. And um, there's a little discussion group about yeah, that. Yeah, and they have to vote on it because lots of them, some of them, almost half of them are like, we can't entrust it to a stranger who's just... Yeah, and I was, you know, I was thinking when we saw this bit that why didn't they just send one of them with it as well? Yeah, like, they right. could have sent... Ken, except I suppose they were worried that one of them might have been a murderer. That's true too. Yeah. Although they could have sent Dr. Kendall because, I mean, as Avon says later on, I discount Dr. Kendall. Yeah. Um, but I suppose they needed a leader back on the ship. I don't know. They could have sent Sondheim and Pasco. Yeah. Unless, again, I mean, if they, they don't know if it's one person or two people. I, sp- yeah, I suppose, right. yeah. There, there is a very thinly logical reason why they don't send them with a destiny group. Yeah. Um, but they send Blake off with it In the and finish. leave uh, Avon and Kelly behind. Yeah. And there's and, a little um, interesting uh, and, uh, yeah, Kelly there. points out when they're having a discussion about whether or not to send them neutrotrope with Blake. Um, you know, you forget that Avon and I will remain behind to help you with repairs, and you can re- we can re- you, you can regard us as hostages. Yeah, and then I guess. remember that Avon and I will be staying. We will regard ourselves as hostages against Blake's return. Oh, thank you, Callie. What a clever idea. Blake will return. You can bet your life on it. In fact, you've just bet both our lives on it. So, and then there's the follow-up bit to that after they've decided that yes, Blake will go off and take the new trope. And Blake takes the new trope, gets done. Bombs back over to the... Um... Oh, well, um, but Dr. Kendall asked Sarah to go and get the neutrotrope for them. And yeah. Sarah has got the lead molecular key. So, anyway, plot hole there. But um, once that's all sorted out, um, Callie says, oh, my, among my people we have a saying. My people have a saying. A man who trusts can never be betrayed, only mistaken. Life expectancy must be fairly short among your people. Um, <laughs> it's great. Uh, yeah, really nice riding for Avon. I'm just getting a bit allergic to one of the dogs at the moment. Anyway, I'll just stop that. She's got a bit of dust in it, though. That's probably okay. what it is. I'll, have to, I'll give her a wash next time we go over. No um, 
Um, so cool. yeah, we get a, a smash cut to the Liberator where it's going to be another another little funny Blake Seven family fight where yeah. Villa's nagging Dad. What's yeah. going on? What's, What's going going on? Really? <laughs> Dad, why are you late? Three, two, one, oh, it's a long story. What's in the box? That's an even longer story. I like stories. Yeah, what, are you, what are we doing? Where, Where are, are we going? Kelly? What's yeah. going on? It's, it's, it's just a cute, another little doing? cute. Where are we off to? <laughs> nice, little, nice little cute. Um, <laughs> little villa fight. Family. Um, it was a real family dynamic. You really yeah. feel like like Avon just sort of, not Avon, sorry, Blake sort of sits down in the, in the pit. Um, and, he's, and he looks exasperated because he's trying to because Villa won't stop asking him questions. And it's just like, oh fuck's sake! Yeah, just just Leave me alone. go. We're just gonna. Go. I'll tell you on the way. <laughs> yeah, and um, so they set off for Destiny, and like not much happens there. Like they, we, we don't, don't get much of that. We get very little. Nothing right happens. Yeah, and there's Gan, there's, and there's, a, there's a problem gets, later on. And we'll Gan gets nothing to do at all. No, um, and they have to go through a meteorite storm, and they don't know whether to go around. And there's a slight bit of tension built up. They, they, we we go back to that a couple of times throughout yeah. the rest of the show, and to find out why they come back in the end. Which yeah, they slight do. bit of tension. I suppose that you need to have the plot device there because um, when they're traveling through the meteorite storm, the neutrotope slides off the coffee table and lands on the floor. And they get through the meteorite storm and then they look inside to make sure the neutrotrap's are right and it's not in there. Mm. Well, this, that all happens very much later. That's very much later, but it's, it's going to get yeah, out of the Yeah, we don't now. have to worry about going back to them afterwards because um, they, they've discovered the neutrotrap's and they're not there, which means it's still on the ship. On the Ortega. The ship's That's called. what's called. And meanwhile, back on the Ortega, they're all completing repairs and chatting and doing a little bit of investigation. And speculation. And, um, uh, Kelly goes, to, yeah, because it's like, oh, we must help these people. And Avon says, I don't care if the whole planet turns into a giant mushroom. <laughs> must we? Personally, I don't care if the whole planet turns into a mushroom. <laughs> I shall stay because I don't like an unsolved mystery. Yeah, you do know the whole thing off by heart. I do. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, so they're they're repairing the ship, uh, Levin and Avon and Kelly, and they need laser transfer linkage. So they send for some. Fucking ridiculous reason. Kelly volunteers to go down. Maybe she just wants to snoop around. Yeah, that might be. Because um, there's no way in hell she knows where the fucking story no, is. <laughs> there's no way she would know. Yeah, potentially even what it is, and she's probably more used. But anyway, so she they goes. send her down. But but on the way down, she snoops, and she finds she runs across Mandrian, who is Sarah's boyfriend, in Sarah's quarters, um, messing around with one of Sarah's things, and he puts it back. Uh, he, he's sort of heating it. It's a little, it's a little box of a light. Yeah. On off. He's heating it and he pop, he puts it back in the bag because he can't do anything to it. So Kelly and then run go, leaves and then Kelly just goes in and takes it. Yeah, nicks it. Oh, he won't miss it. No, I'll listen. Take that. She um, sticks it in a pocket and runs off. And then she goes further on down to the storage room. Oh, she can't find the storage room, so she goes into the mess area and asks. And Sonheim is a, is, a, is an asshole to her. Yeah. And Pasco just said the Pasco, who's a really nice bloke. Yeah, he is. Gives her a torch and, and tells her where, where to go and she says thank you very pointedly to Pasco. Yeah. And then Pasco goes and sits back down with Sondheim who sits there for a couple of seconds and then gets up and follows her. Very kind of yeah, suspiciously. A bit creepy. But Callie goes down to the storage room and while she's in the storage room, which doesn't have a light, which is why she needed the torch. And why wouldn't it have a light? But anyway. I think they just they just burnt out. It's an old ship, remember? It's oh, 50 years old. Yeah. Another, another dead body falls just, on her yeah. while she's down there. That's oh, two. yeah, yeah, body falls off off the top, off the top of the top a shelf, yeah. cabinet, like of a big bookshelf, basically. And it's a, it's a full... It's, it's full a, file, full it's a human man. Yeah, a, a human, human man falls off <laughs> a cabinet. A human man falls <laughs> off the top of a cabinet. 
<laughs> and meanwhile, there's Sondheim behind Kelly coming up behind her, looking like menacing, and he touches her shoulders and looks as though he's about to strangle her, and she freaks out. She's clip some good capital A acting here. Yeah, she's really she good in this. She freaks out because she thinks she's next, and um, it's Sondheim going, no, that's well, that's Dortmund. So it's the guy who they thought was in the, the escape pod. So he's not in the, in the escape pod, he's in... He's on top of the farm. The cabinet. sweet embrace of death. Yes, that's right. So, yeah, this is a uh, complicating thing. He's asleep and dead. Asleep <laughs> and dead. <laughs> then we get a lovely little scene where Avon does a Poirot in the, in the, in the mess hall again. He's going, he's talking about what's happened and he's not giving us... Well, oh, in the meantime, though, they have found this sort of panel thing that, um... Oh, yeah, that's right. The pilot, Raffet, was using... But when he got um, bludgeoned, and um, Callie finds it first, I think, and it's got um, five four one two four written, written in, in blood in blood on it, and so they're trying to work out in the background what this means because it must be important because when Rafa was dying, he carved it out. Yeah. So, so that's that's what that's what happens there. Yeah. That sort of, and Callie sort of gets distracted. She's trying to work it out and puzzle it out the whole time, and. In the meantime, she keeps getting interrupted by having to go and get laser transfer linkage or fix things or talk to Avon about stuff or find this little blinking or device. Or get creeped on Mandarin, by Sondheim. Mandarin's backpack. So she keeps getting distracted from the the numbers, even though she probably probably could work it out if she had didn't keep getting interrupted. It's yes. Like most women multitasking. You know, yes. I'd probably, you just let me finish this one fucking thing. <laughs> then I'd get a lot more done. Anyway. Um, so she's doing lots of things at once, um, is the idea. And then... Yeah, so they get they go and then we get this nice little scene of um, Avon explain like recapping basically what's happened and he's being very Poirot as I said like he's yeah, telling everyone what's going on. He's Poiroting the shit out of it. He's having a great fun time. He's really he's grandstanding and looking very smart. pacing back and forth with his hands behind. He's, it really is. Yeah, I mean, and, so I don't think Poirot had been even done at that point with um, David Suchet's. But there's been a lot of Agatha Christie's where they yeah. do that, where you know the, the, the last. I mean, it happens again later on. Spoiler. Yeah. Get everybody in a room. Get everybody in a room, and I'm gonna I'm gonna tell everyone who did it while yeah. you're all in the room together and do. Well, anyway, yeah, yeah. that's what he's basically doing. But it's we don't tropey. find out. It's tropey. It's we don't find out who did it in this one. Um, but he's talking about Kelly talks. He's talk, the one the one bit about this is fantastic is when he's talking about what happened to the pilot because he says that Kelly thinks that the death of the pilot was an accident because the pilot's ventilators were closed. So yeah. the um, the um, the so the vapor couldn't didn't affect him as badly as it did everyone else, um, and so when whoever the murderer was came to the bridge, expected to find him asleep, and he wasn't asleep. She, he yeah. or she um, killed him. Killed him because he, yeah, and that you know the fact that he closed the ventilators, and um, Pasco's like he wouldn't he, have been dead. He shouldn't have had the ventilators shut. <laughs> <laughs> Against ship policy, it's and, against and everyone just gives him this look, yeah, yeah, and, and just keeps talking. And Zara says, "Oh, shut up, Pascal." <laughs> it's very funny. Um, and um, yeah, but it's also Callie who, much earlier on in the episode, spots when they're on the flight deck that the air was stale in there. Yeah, and that's Levitt right. says, "Oh, it's because the ventilators are closed." Yes. Um, so Callie's being an awesome sidekick she's here. She's like, she's she's a much better Watson than Watson. Well, she's original out, Watson. Yeah, yeah, she's out Watsoning the Watson role. Those two together, I just love seeing those two together too because they don't get that many episodes together because Callie's meant to be sort of the empath type character and Avon's the logic type character, but they've got a lot more in common. I think it's a yin yang thing. Yeah, and they play off each other really well. Yeah. Um, and then actually, it's really dense, sort of plot wise, isn't it? Like, lots happens. There's, mm. no, there's no sort of 
faffing about in space for too long. Like, no. There's lots of things that sort of then there's the next thing. And there's one point, there's one bit bit of a stupid thing where um, not Pasco, the other one, Grovain. Grovain comes and says, you know, there could be somebody else on the ship, a stowaway. And so they're all looking for this stowaway, which of course isn't there. And like, and Avon's like, well, of course there's no stowaway. You know, you wouldn't be able to stay out of, out of sight for that long on no. a ship of this size. And um, Kelly asks him who he thinks has done it, and he says um, Mandrian. Well, because Mandrian's a bit of a shit. We, we, we've established, we don't really talk about well, that. Mandrian's but... one of the ones who fights against Blake taking the new child. That's true, yeah. Mandrian. Why? Instinct. I discount Dr. Kendall. I thought you mistrusted instinct. I do. So I'm probably wrong. Um, and... and then Callie says she thinks that Sondheim might have done it because he is a bit of a creeper. Yeah. And but yeah, Avon. The way Avon discusses that, he's like, oh, "Mandarin, why do you think that instinct?" Yeah. So that's all very nice. There's lots of theorising back and forth. And meanwhile, they're trying to repair the ship, and I think that's when they're having that discussion that some everything goes dark and some alarms go off. We're doing that pretty well too, actually. That's what they sound like. <laughs> I'm going to put it side by side. Run out, run out, run out, run out. Filtration malfunction. We better get down there. <laughs> and um, and Levitt is very, very speedy. She's right there saying, okay, Dr. Kendall wants you. There's been an accident in the filtration plant. I love the way Levitt moves too. She sort yeah, of does this sort of sliding very, run. Very, efficient. Like she doesn't, no spare. No spare moment of no, no extra effort expended. She's so um, good. I love it so much. I want, a, I want an entire series about she's Levitt. She's great. Um, and they get back down the filtration plant, and there's Mandrian's um, dead. Mandrian's pegged it, and, and and Sondheim is standing above him with a knife, and he's saying, "I didn't kill him. I 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 didn't kill him." And um, Dr. Kendall is giving Sarah a big hug, who's crying her eyes out because Mandarin's the boyfriend. Yes. Do you reckon this is good acting or bad acting? It's bad. It's bad. It's I, bad. Okay, There's no so. tears and she's <laughs> doing the full thing. It's not good. Um, anyway, um, so he's dead. They all reckon Sondheim's done it because They're he lucky. had the knife in his hand. A little bit of solipsistic reasoning. I think that's what it is when um, Avon says, um, I believe that he didn't do it. And Sondheim... Uh, uh, Sondheim, what's his name? Grovain says, but I saw him with a dagger in his hand. Yes, but you didn't see him use it. Yes. And says, uh, the Grovain says, but I didn't see him die, but I know he's dead, which is just a stupid reasoning anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I forget what it's called in philosophy, but it's, yeah, anyway. Um, so they go back up to the bridge or the, the, the mess area, and then this is the big denouement now, um, mm-hmm. where Avon does a grandstand and, and talks about what happened and who did it. And in the process of this, we'll get... To find out that the screen that has the blood lettering on it is there's a spoiler. It's not numbers; it's letters. So if you think about how um, somebody dying might have trouble, <laughs> he said, "Yeah, everyone <laughs> says something really cute." Rafford there. was dying. Rafford was dying. It's difficult to be neat under those circumstances. Five looks a bit like S. Four looks a bit like A. The and the one and the two, if you put two. them together, will look like an R. And then there's then another there's And that, four. of course, is Sarah, which means Sarah. that Sarah is the murderer. And while he's telling them this, which is just... They're all looking at him right. Like, all of them. Everyone in the entire ship has turned around to watch Avon write with a little squeaky sharpie yeah. on a piece of card. And, of course, they all turn around and Sarah's pointing a fucking gun at them. Yes, I know. <laughs> because Avon was so busy pouring the shit out of it, <laughs> they didn't think to actually, you know, 
make sure that yeah she yes. was secured somewhere. So, so she, she puts them all in a corner and gets onto the bridge. And while she's on the bridge, uh, she pulls out the neutrotrope. Now, the guys on Destiny don't know that the neutrotrope was still on, Des- on the Destiny ship. Ottega. On the Ottega, yeah. Uh, only, only Blake knows that. So they're all wondering why the hell she's bothering to do all this stuff because the neutrotrope isn't there. Turns out when she went to get the neutrotrope, she nicked it. Yeah. And hit it somewhere. And um, I, I said, one thing I don't understand is why she's still so cocky or confident. And um, Kelly says, I know what she's planning and why she's sabotaged the ship. And she gets out the little blinky things, things yeah. that she found in Mandarin's bed. It's a homing beacon. And it's a homing beacon. So there's someone coming to pick her and the neutrotrope up. And it's, it's going to be here soon, apparently. Mm-hmm. At this and stage, Blake comes back. Yeah. Isn't it quite? Not quite yet? Or do they no, stage no, the, no, they they stage the thing? quite yet, does he? No, I think that what happens is... Um, yeah, they stage a little... They're trying to get Sarah to come off the bridge because... Um, they know that once the other ship gets there, it's going to dock and kill them all. And probably kill the evidence. It doesn't matter that you know what's happening. You know, yeah. they'll have to destroy the evidence, and that will include us. So um, they have to somehow get Sarah to come out, Sarah to come out of the bridge. So what Avon does, it's quite clever. He is clever. It's like she's hardly got to come out on her own, and he just turns to turns for a close up and says, "Oh yes, she is." So they stage like a little fight. So it sounds like the people, like the people have, have, have arrived and have slaughtered them all. And she's got a little smirk on her face, and then she opens the door and sees Dr. Kendall pretending to be dead. So he's not actually dead. He's not, just pretending he's not to sleeping be sleeping or dead. He's not neither, neither sleeping nor dead. <laughs> and um, Avon comes up behind her, and you know, it's ineffective, like, does this big bear hug from behind. Yeah, of her. what the hell's going on there? Just clock her over the back of the head, you dick. Yes, exactly. Just get a weapon. And, you know, they, have a, they have a little fake Blake's ever fight. They have a little fake. Well, it's pretty bad. And she's she's tiny. She's a very little thing. And she manages to elbow him in the stomach and then sort of she's sort of wrestling with him. She's not really doing anything meaningful. And Avon's got a hand free. He full on punches her in the face. Yeah, he clocks her on. It's like really bad and would have been totally unnecessary. And then says the most offensive thing I think that's in any of the episodes. It's the, it's the most offensive thing he has ever said. And he said some pretty offensive things. Yeah. Uh... I think that this is the most blatantly sort of it's okay to hit a woman thing, which yes. is or hit anyone thing. You better get out of here. I'd really rather enjoy that. Not no, cool. no, that cool. one's not good. So she's passed out. He's punched her in the face, but she's—I mean, she emerges unscathed. She wakes up. Blake comes back with a whole bunch of teleport bracelets, and they're like, "What are you doing here?" It's like we found out we didn't have the news. Blah blah blah. So the new trope, Sarah's the murderer. Okay, whatever. Let's all get these um, teleport bracelets on and, and let's, leave. Let's, let's get the fuck yeah, out of here. Yeah, and Blake's got an Blake's got the esky with him. Blake's got Bill's esky. Yeah, I'm surprised that Bill let the esky out of his yeah. sights. Yeah. That's his bag of tricks. I'm surprised that he didn't make Billy go over to it. But anyway, so um, they give them all teleport bracelets. Um, Sarah, Sarah has a little hissy fit. No, I don't want to go. No, no, I won't. She must be taken by the crowd. Uh, they they all teleport over. Oh no, Blake Blake goes, right, out, Blake goes out for a minute with the esky, comes back, and then um, they all teleport over. But just before they teleport over, Sarah manages to get the bracelet off, so just she doesn't have to go. Um, and she gets, she looks very happy about that. She's pretty smug. Well, but you've got to think that she's not going to be in a particularly safe she's spot either. Particularly like, right, when people, people turn up and find there's no neutrotrope there, they'll probably kill her anyway. I think they probably would. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I don't think she, I mean unless she knows them pers- unless like they're mates or whatever I don't know even though even then yeah so um, uh, so they all managed to make it back onto the bridge even though it's a really close run thing the bridge of the Liberator that is 
and they're all watching the ship, you know, the new the, 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 the buyers are docking, and as soon as they dock, there are a couple of shitty white lights on the screen. Yeah, a few, a few radiating bright lights, or bright just white lines really yeah. radiate out from it, which is apparently the two ships exploding. Yes. Apparently they've exploded, and, um, and that's because Blake's rigged a little um, explosive device on the entry hatch. So Zara is dead, the buyers are dead, and the new Tope is safe. They can all fly back to the fly back to destiny. Mm-hmm. Everything's fine. And that just seems that's where it ends, isn't it? Really? Yeah, yeah. Hooray for Blake! Oh, and that's right. Been... There's a little button on the episode which is stupid because you know how they had to go through the um the meteorite meteorite storm on the way there. They had an option of going around, but it would have added a lot more onto their journey, and of course, it would have been pointless. They decided to go through, and there were there were troubles, and that's why the Nutritope was knocked off. Um, and Villa was all, I want to go around, I want to go around during this. So the, the button on the episode is Villa putting up his hand from his seat and saying, let's take the easy way around this yeah. time. Yeah. And then it's, ha, 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 ha. Yeah, it was pretty funny. Yes. <laughs> so I think, um, did you have a Brian? I did have a Brian. I think my Brian this time around was Sarah for her persistent overacting. I think she yes. was having a great time. The screaming when the screaming she first sees particularly the, when, he, when she first sees the um the body and then the the, the fake crying later. And then the little, no, I won't go. Yeah, that, that, that was that was probably the one that, that, yeah, that, that yeah. won it for me. I just thought she was just she was obviously having a great time and yeah. um she's I don't think she's a bad actress. I think that, that they probably gave her the director direction that you know that she knew she was the murderer, obviously. Mm. So all of this is meant to be a distraction, and it's also meant to be fake. So you've got to make it look a little bit fake. Yeah. So I think that that's I think that there is that direction in there that if you are looking at her closely. You can tell yeah. that she's the murderer from a very a early on time. Of good minutes, a couple of good moments too between her and Mandrian, where they there's a bit where Callie overhears them arguing, mm. and they manage to bury that deeply enough in the other bits of plot twists and turns for it to not really. Yeah, you don't be a spoiler. Yeah, I don't. Think, I mean, it's been so long since. Is it the spoiler at all? You, you mainly think it's Mandrian. That's yeah, that. yeah. And then there's another bit where they're both scowling at each other mm. in the foreground while some action takes place in the background. And so if you were to watching closely for that stuff, you'd probably narrow it down to either Sarah or Mandrian. And it turns and, out she did tell Mandrian about it before. Mm, and then he was trying to get her to, to um, confess. And, and then when and she wouldn't, the thing and she, when she, wouldn't, wouldn't she had to kill him. So. Yeah, yeah, that's why she killed him. Yeah. That's right. Good point. But why did she call kill Dortmund in the end? I don't think we even know why she killed Dorman. Like, I think the, the, the whole point was that she was... No, because Avon goes about that at the beginning. He said that she, he, she killed Dorman as a patsy for the death of the pilot. Oh. And she was planning on putting his body into the um, escape rocket. pod, but couldn't do it. Couldn't. Which, I mean, annoying because it's on the top shelf of this. Yeah, there is no way. <laughs> There's this no way in hell. She is like half my height and a she third of my tiny. weight. There is no way she would get a fully grown man up on top of a thing. No. Unless they have some sort of hoist in there. Or they must, oh, well, yeah, I've, I've seen some fan speculation where it's like, no, they have like a lifting thing to put stuff up on the shelves. But, got, but there still. There is nothing like a crown for picking it up and putting it down. <laughs> that is a 0.01 percenter. 
They've got a cherry picker in there. It's a, basically it's an Australian brand of cherry picker that pe- is used in warehouses to put things up high on a high. I'm gonna I'm stage. gonna get a drop of it so yeah. you can hear this. See if you can find it. I'm gonna find there it. There is nothing like a crown of picking it up and putting it down. Place it here or take it there. Low to the ground or high in the air. Or picking it up and putting it down. <laughs> so they got one of those. Um, and uh, she, yeah, she's changing. Um, so there's a bit of a, and also, like, how did she get the nutritope out of the thing when Dr. Kendall's yeah. down on the key? Otherwise, good it. Really good. What good did, you, did you have a Brian, my darling? My Brian, excuse me, it should be yawning. Actually, I'm a bit tired. So do Vapor. My Brian is probably Levitt. Just for her <sighs> withering one liners. You can tell she's really enjoying. She's living her best cynical life. Yes. Um, and I just, I do love that. I mean, you would have already put a drop of it in, but I do love that. There are worse things than being alone. And being with you is one of them. And I completely, I'm not, not you obviously, Imogen, but I completely I know many that. people. I feel that to my very core. <laughs> I, I love my own company. Yes. Um, I love other people's company as well a lot. But the people that I, whose company I do not like, I will not spend time with. No. no. So, um, oh, yeah. You know, no, Sometimes you're forced to I really company. don't. I really don't spend time with anybody that I don't like. So, um, yeah, I, I, I'm totally on board. I think she's living her best life. I love Levitt. <laughs> I really do. She's, I, I said it's a really shame, a shame that we never see her again because, mm-hmm. um, yeah, that, that whole crew, I, I liked the whole Destiny crew. Um, uh, that was good. Too. It was like a really good ensemble cast for a bottle episode. Too. Yeah. Like they just, um, even Pasco was quite good. Dortmund was a little bit. Well, Dortmund was dead the whole time. We didn't oh, see Dortmund. Dortmund. Was the other one. Sondheim. 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 He was, he was, um, Sinister looking, and they didn't. They did a lot with that. So yeah, it was a good diversion. Um, and Grovame was a bit goofy, and they all had something different. To offer. They were very, they were well-rounded characters, and they were, well, they, they were, they all had good lines that distinguished them from each other. They weren't just. Um, they had enough to do. Yeah, they, I really enjoyed it. It, it makes it makes me wonder though if they they had enough for six people on a ship to do. Why 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 aren't they throwing Gans some lines or? Because you know anyway. Yeah, well, we do, we get a good Gan episode. In a couple of episodes. Mm. Although he doesn't do much in that one either, does he? No, he's, he's, he's unconscious for most, most of it. <laughs> he gets to anyway, gro- gro- he gets growl, to growl and growl. Yeah. Um, spoilers, sort of. Um, so, yeah, that was my Brian. But um, I'd also like to talk about the costuming and hair a bit because oh, that's yeah. the other really good thing about this episode. The costumes are great. Yeah, yeah. they're, they're, they're so very big collars and you know, this is an episode without Servalane in it, so you get a bit costume deprived. Mm. Um, and yeah, they're, they're really quite well conceived. Like they look like jumpsuity utilitarian type, uh, things, but they've got these cool collars and the color schemes sort of are not too, you know, there is, they're meant to come from a, you know, quite a basic planet and it's all very convincing in the building of that. Yeah. You get a sense of the, you get a sense of the planet's culture and you get a sense of their, like they're, they're different to the Federation people we've seen. Yeah. And, um, they're obviously still human, but they've got. Uh, they, it just feels like a really very well realized world, and yeah. um, the ship itself feels different to the other sets we've seen. It's sort of homier, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. it does. It really. It, they've done a really good job with it. It's it's, it's it's one of the most polished episodes I think in the entire series. Just um, just with regards to how it's put together, um, who they cast, the script is good. The actors are all great. Yeah. It's just a really. It's a great. I think. Yeah. Uh, if we're going to talk about. I like I like um, 
the only thing is that Grovain and I think Dortmund and probably Pasco, they do rock a bit of nuck. Do they really? I if you wasn't look looking closely enough. The pants are, are a little bit seventies, tight around the crotch. Well, I can't and wait till we get to, to some of spoiler alert, some some of Avon's gear later on. Really? Yeah. They're nuck rocking. Butt rocking more than oh, nut rocking. Ass rocking, yes. There's there's quite there's some tight there's some tight pants. Tight leather pants. <laughs> some really there tight leather pants. pants. I've forgotten about those. <laughs> red and black. Yes. Um, oh man, the red one. That's the worst outfit on the history of Do you reckon it's oh, bad? Oh, I, like I it. hate it. I like it. Um, I like his stuff. Yeah, no, that, so the, the, these guys are on their way back to destiny. They're, they're, they're rocking a bit of knock. It's a bit of testicle separation happening there. <laughs> it's not quite going halfway down the leg. No, um, no, you know, no, it's, it's England. It's cold. Yeah, that's true. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> um, so yeah, that was sort of good, and the hairdos were pretty good on the. Yeah, Sarah had this beautiful long sort of, blonde hair. Yeah, with a very Stevie Nixie. Nice crop fringe, and then a little bit in at the neck. And Mandarin's beard. Mandarin has the weird beard. He has the. He has, there's a politician out here called Gareth Evans, uh, not to be not to be confused with Gareth Thomas, who had the weird beard, um, which is just that one that just skirts around the chin and doesn't have a moustache. Did he not have a moustache? I thought he had a moustache. Oh, he might have had a moustache. You're right. But it's because the best thing about it was that didn't connect to the weird beard. He had this like really tight curly black hair and quite a high forehead. Yeah, and it's like like, it looked like it looked like it. I don't know. There's just too much face. (laughs) (laughs) Too much face. Even though there was lots of hair, there was lots of hair. Too much. Still too much face. He was a very handsome man. Yeah, yeah. But it just the, the, the hair was so seventies slash eighties. Weird. Just even in the seventies, I reckon that stuff was weird. Mm. In the seventies, you either rocked a moustache or you were clean shaven. I reckon. Mm. I mm. reckon. Maybe. Um, I don't know, but he suddenly he makes it work. He he looks good. It's just yeah. odd. Yeah. And then Grovain and um and Kendall are both baldies. Yeah. Um, so, and Levitt's also got the nice long blonde hair. Yeah, she's got good hair. I wonder well. if I wonder if it's Planet Aryan. Yeah, um, but, she, yeah, you know, that, that but pretty much that is one thing about Blake Seven. It's an extraordinarily white show, isn't it? Yeah. Until th- until season three. Yes. And even then, it's still bloody white. I think. Oh, apart from the ones where people are dressed up as people from other cultures, but are still white people, and it's quite racist. Oh yes. <laughs> the anyway. Oh my god. Goth. Let's offend the Scandinavians. I mean, really. Uh. <laughs> um. So yeah, no, I thought, thought this was tops. Yeah, that's great fun. Lots we need to decide to what we're going to call our mountains or our planets. Well, I think Cygnus Alpha is a good one for, for the, the rotten the ones. Machine, what's the best planet we've met so far? Mm, Earth, I suppose. Uh well, no, don't we meet um, Space City? Space City and Freedom City. Freedom City. Which is better, Space City or Freedom City? Which one? City? Which one? Gambit. Gambit. Space City or Freedom City? Gabbett's Freedom City, I think. Freedom City. Which of your episodes were in Freedom City? Mm. Um, and are there any other... Which of your episodes were worth one million credits? Yes, that's right. <laughs> what would you play the clute rather than watch again? Oh, God. I would play the clute rather than, rather than watch the web again, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, this is a contender for my mountain. But, I mean, then again, there's so f- I'm going to have to brush up on season two and three because I haven't watched it. There are a lot of really good ones. But this is, like, I remember because this one came so hard on the heels of the web. Yeah. And we were so depressed. I mean, I was so depressed when I watched the web because I was like, there's a reason why the rest of them aren't available. It's because they're all shit. And yeah. they're all going to be shit. I'm never going to see any good ones ever again. And I've seen them all. And then Mission Destiny came around and I was just like, oh, thank God. The Seek Locate Destroy was also pretty good. Yeah, yeah, Seek Locate was, was good. 
but um, but we'd already seen most of that scene because that was mm. that was in the mashup. In that mashup, yeah. So I was worried right. about I was worried about the new episodes the, and worried that the mashup discs had put all of the good bits. In yeah. fact, the only good bits in the yeah, entire yeah, four yeah, seasons yeah. into them. Yeah. And this was another indication that that wasn't the case. Cool. All right, we should do some housekeeping. We should. Um, I would like to thank. I got it wrong last week because oh, I was drunk. Oh. Uh, this is an early podcast yeah, recording, yeah. so we're, we're not, not we're not doing podcasts. Probably, we've probably been far more efficient and easier to understand yes. this time around. Maybe yeah, less funny. Maybe not. Maybe less funny. But it's, it's because it's a good episode. I think it is sometimes hard to be funny on good episodes. Yeah, that's true. And yeah, most of the humour comes from the actual lines. Yes. But uh, I'd like to thank Jeff Love's Big Disco Sound, not Jeff Love's Big Disco, the Big Disco Band, which is what I said last time, for our intro and outro music. Um, and Claire Fass for our logo. Uh, you can find their contact details or their links in our uh, Apple Podcasts um, Duba. You know the thing underneath yep. where it tells you stuff about the show. Yep. Um, I'd like to remind you that we have a Patreon. Yeah. Uh, it's www.classically... No, patreon.com forward slash classically awful. We have at present four tiers, four or five reward tiers. Yeah. One uh, dollar will get you early access to the episodes you'll get them on Mondays instead of Tuesdays or if you live in the Northern Hemisphere you'll get them on Sundays instead of Mondays um, and on... five dollars will get you access to special episodes where I'm putting together another special episode now of um, outtakes from our recordings because we did ramble on like did we crap on like drunk people last week oh man we went on for so long I had to cut out so much <laughs> we talk... no memory at all <laughs> we talked about we talked about um, British uh, crime TV for about oh, two hours. For a long time. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I know. It's a and there was also a lot of dog discussion and a lot of dog, dog fighting. Fighting. Yeah. yeah. So no, I think not actual dog fighting. No, play dog fighting. Dogs, you know, growling and chasing each other around the house and having a grand old time. So yeah, we'll do that. Um, we'll put. I'll, I'll put up a, a mashup of all of the funny bits from that. There are a fair few funny bits. It might not be very long, but. Um, we can get some more funny bits and as we go along. And as you get higher up, you'll get things like t-shirts and extra cards from our yeah, cards we'll collection. Your spare cards. Um, and if you give us lots and lots of money, we'll probably you know give cookie dinner or something. I suppose. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, I mean, why not? Come over. Sort you out with we'll buy you a beer. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, get drunk with us and the dogs. Yeah, you can come <laughs> and watch Blake Seven with us somewhere. I was thinking about setting up some some streams of that actually. Yeah, where people can join in and watch. And join in and watch a couple yeah. of episodes together. Like some of the that, worst ones. Yeah, that that could be good fun too because I know that some people are organising that sort of stuff mm-hmm. around the place. Um, yeah, you can contact Megan Megalula on Twitter. M E G A L U L A. You can contact me. I'm at Imogen Rice on Twitter. Um, we have a Gmail, classicallyawful at gmail.com. We have a website, classicallyawful.com. We have a Tumblr, classicallyawful.tumblr.com. That's how it goes, I think. Uh-huh. I don't know. I don't understand a word you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I suddenly can't speak. To me. <laughs> or hear, or talk. Um, yeah, so if you want to drop us an email, uh, do that. If you want to contact us on Twitter, we have a hashtag, hashtag CACAST, C-A-C-A-S-T. Which, you know, if you wanted to chat about the cast with us, then I check that regularly. Um, if you have any fan fiction you want to recommend, yes, send it on in. Go to write time. some if you feel inspired. If you feel inspired to write some, yeah, I'd love to see it. Um, I think right. that's all I need to say. You've got a sleepy dog. Thank you God. They slept through this time, they probably won't sleep through the next one. They probably won't. Oh, podcast probably might be needed. Indeed. Alrighty. Alrighty. Next week, see guys. you next week, guys. Bye.